sixes mm. and thankful for sixes. I've got no and real beef. I've got no real beef with sixes. I've got some beef with some other types. <laughs> I think I've got beef with twos and sevens and eights. I think and I have ones. jealousy beef with sevens. I don't really have much beefs with fours, <laughs> sixes, or nines. You know? Yeah. Uh, I've got some beef with some other types. <laughs> We're unethical enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This goes against exactly what you were talking about earlier. It's just a meandering dance. Well, it's like, nope, it's labels. Part of me. And I have agendas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm harboring bitterness. I- Hey everybody, welcome to No Small Thing. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you live a less cynical and more curious life. I'm Scott. And I'm Macy. Welcome to episode number 30. 30. 30. 30. And I think tonight's topic deserves a drum roll. Okay, here it goes. Your drum roll. Macy's drum rolling. Enneagram sixes. (laughs) Someday, someday, everybody, if you're in this room, there is lights and candles and Red Bull cans. And tonight we have uh, Michaela, our friend with us, a six who always comes prepared with lots of snacks. So there's apples and caramels here on the table. But someday, I imagine us having an actual snare drum in this room. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that be that so would be good. so good. An actual drum roll, not like a sound effect. Not like a tapping on the yeah, table. Yeah, I would love to say, and Macy is now walking over to the snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> and here she goes. <laughs> here comes the topic. <laughs> draw it out so yeah. long. Um, welcome. Episode. It's an Enneagram episode. Yeah, Enneagram 6. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've been with us on this journey this is our fifth enneagram episode Mm. sixth enneagram episode it's our sixth enneagram episode (laughs) enneagram episode well it's a no this is enneagram it's the episode is on sixes but we don't know if it's our sixth enneagram episode is it we've done fives fours ones twos threes Six. six. Yeah. Now we're just finishing out. We six. did a weird order. We did. Because we are five and a four, so we started with five and a four. Yeah. And so now there it is. Here we are, sixes. We're gonna do sixes. And if, welcome everybody. Welcome. And if <laughs> and if you're tuning in for the first time as a reminder, we do a, a Enneagram episode every five episodes. Yeah, so the journey continues because mm-hmm. we think the Enneagram's no small thing. And if you're curious, keep listening. <laughs> Someday we might have just a separate all Enneagram podcast. That's that's a hope and a that's dream. That's the goal. So Okay. So this is our intro. Tonight, uh, we are going to be interviewing a six. We're going to be talking about sixes. Mm-hmm. We're going to be giving everybody a, a really debrief on what we've been learning lately. We always do a catch-up of a what we've been A little quick catch-up, because yeah. we're, we're on this journey, and every five weeks, we check in with each other about where we're at mm-hmm. with the Enneagram, what we've learned. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to talk about sixes. So much sick stuff. And we didn't really talk about this, but are we going to read some of the comments we got from our Instagram? Oh, I think we should. We had some good engagement on our Instagram of people who really shared a lot about it. I asked what fear Mm -hmm. will look like for them, which you'll get to hear about it, y'all. Sixes Mm -hmm. and fear. fear. The fear is coming. 
come together. <laughs> uh, it's so interesting because, well, I mean, we're going to talk about this, but I have a lot of fear too. I, I, I get really confused by people that don't live with so much fear. That's one of the things mm-hmm. Enneagram teaches us is we start to realize how we approach life so differently. Yeah. And um, there's mm-hmm. just so many people that are not so concerned about the things I'm concerned about. Well, it's just like when we were talking to Katie, our two friends, she just said she she goes to bed very easily. Uh, she's never really thinking about like anxious thoughts before mm-hmm. bed. Rarely. Yeah. Katie, hopefully I'm quoting you right. But um, anyways. And if they are, it's like relational. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's like, what am I going to do tomorrow? Who am I going to see? It's like, it's like, it, this is what I remember about Katie and probably a lot of twos. What are the fun things I'm going to end up doing tomorrow? N- not, not, not in a seven way, but I mm. don't know. Interesting. Different. Yeah. F- fives totally. and sixes. And I imagine other certain numbers have a hard time going to bed. Fours sometimes too. Oh, as we've established. Fours for sure. Do. <laughs> Go back and listen to our sleep episode. <laughs> uh, life. Yeah. So it's really interesting reading the comments sometimes because, uh, I, I don't Instagram attracts, some people mm-hmm. that we don't know. Mm-hmm. They just pop up on the Instagram. They respond. And one thing I don't quite know yet, aside from maybe one or two people is if they actually listen to the podcast. True. You know, I know we have I'm wellness for today and we have, they we have a few others. I haven't, I haven't written this down. So, but we have like two or three others who I know are like new podcast listeners who aren't like our friends Yeah, and they'll yeah. comment and they'll engage with us. But I have no Welcome. indicator of, I uh, hope you're listening. <laughs> we're going to talk about you and read your comments. Yeah, we're going to read your comments. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that uh, so tonight uh, you're going to get a update on what Macy and I have been learning about the Enneagram. Yeah. You're going to get a synopsis of sixes. We're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to interview our friend McKaylee, who is a six. Who's a six. Who has brought apples. Brought tonight. apples, brought snacks, brought it's a dog. come prepared. <laughs> yes, you'll hear probably Lula walking in the background, McKaylee's dog. Lula's an Enneagram nine. <laughs> and then what we've been doing is we've been going through the listener comments, comments yeah. with the number. So mm-hmm. McKaylee will respond to the thoughts and comments. Yeah. And then we'll end with some closing remarks. McKaylee has a z- beautiful uh, closing thought. Oh, she does? Sixes. She found one? It's McKaylee's own words. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Perfect. Really that's beautiful. even better. Yeah. Okay. A, a nice Great. benediction for y'all. Okay. So that's it. That's hopefully you guys feel adequately uh, excited for this yeah. episode. <laughs> <laughs> We're pretty pumped. Not too excited. Adequately <laughs> excited. Just, just enough to make it to the next little segment. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you okay. later. Catch you later. Coming up next. Okay, we're back, everybody. And um, so what we like to do each week is is convey to you all that we are on a journey. We believe the Enneagram is a long journey. It's mm-hmm, not something mm-hmm. that you do that's like a class, which yeah. I think that's that's everything. Like if you're going to take a – if you're going to be a um, PhD in biology. Right. You don't, you don't do biology and learn it and then you have it. You've essentially been trained to mm-hmm. now go do some work. Mm-hmm. 
So now you go live a life of biology. Yeah, you have <laughs> to. You, you can Math. read about your number and you, you do a lot History. of like investigating about your number, but then you also live with this new way of observing yourself in your mind. For the rest of your life. experience. For the rest of your life. Journeying. Yeah. Catching it's yourself in the act. Constantly trying to become more aware. Yes. Constantly. Let's say some more <laughs> stock Enneagram Let's phrases. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some memorized. So, so each week we talk a little bit about something we've been learning. It's been five weeks. Since our last episode. Yeah. And really it does feel, you correct me if I'm wrong, that oftentimes we grow leaps and bounds. Not like growing Mm -hmm. in maturity, like, oh, look at us. We're so mature. Mm -hmm. But just in our understanding, learning new things about ourselves through our understanding of our numbers, learning new things about other numbers, more resources, so many things. So many different (laughs) things. And it's the way I realize it is I can look back to the way I thought of it like six months ago, three Mm -hmm. months ago, and it's just so different. Yeah. So it's just an evolving way of understanding. I don't know. It's very fascinating. Now, this isn't my update, but interesting. Someday, well, mild recommendation from me, big recommendation, I think, from Macy. <laughs> There's a podcast we've mentioned, I think, a few times called Enneagram for Idiots. Oh, yes. My favorite Enneagram yeah. podcast. They're great. They're the best. They're so funny. They know this about themselves, and I don't even think they'll ever listen to this podcast, but in to my mind, they ramble a little bit. But oh, it's the It's best. called a banter podcast, so if you're here for it, which is what we're hoping people are with ours, we're attracting the people that want these long-winded conversations. We're not like, we're not like getting to the point on this <laughs> t- podcast. <laughs> you know? We're like quick. We're rambling and talking and meandering, but with them, it's a lot of the same and, and I'm not really in their club, so sometimes I'm kind of like, I don't really know what they're talking about right now. <laughs> How, having said that, they recently called out uh, tri-types. They hardcore yeah. Now, we haven't tri-types. talked about tri-types on this podcast, but we've always kind of dreamt about doing that someday. Yeah. Um, and now it's making me question everything I've yeah, ever I thought about tri-types. I dreamt about talking about that. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk for myself. <laughs> I've had dreams of talking about tri-types. Um, <laughs> But the, the, but I don't, now not sure one I thing it. I'm trying I gotta start making this quicker. But um, <laughs> one thing, one thing that uh, so I got a new book, <laughs> and and it's podcast. in competition with the wisdom. If you've listened to yes. this podcast, you know we have lots of Enneagram books, and we've always said sort of the king book is the wisdom of the Enneagram. And I've talked to lots of people who, because of our podcast, have said they picked up the wisdom, yeah. which they yeah. should. Mm-hmm. Now there's another one another called one. the Complete Enneagram. By Beatrice Chestnut, one thing that may be comforting to some types is that Beatrice Chestnut's PhD. Now, Don Richard Riso only had a master's. So who knows? (laughs) PhD. And then here's my point. The subtitle of the complete Enneagram is the 27 paths to greater self-knowledge. And what she means by that is she really goes deep and hard on the what we call the instinctual variance. Yes. Okay? Now, <laughs> some of you who know the Enneagram are like, yeah, 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 instinctual variance. We know all about that. And I've known about that, but what I've known about that has come from our other books. Wisdom. Sacred talks Sacred about it. I think Helen Palmer Road talks back about to you, it. Helen Palmer. Internet. But this is the biggest on the... On the um, it's a good in-depth study of it. Yeah, so now I'm seeing variants through a whole different lens. And so uh, for, for those of you who don't know, the reason it's called 27 Paths to Greater Self-Knowledge is um, in, in, within your number, you can either be a, so let's say you're one, a social one, a self-preservation one, or a sexual one. Those have lots of, 
interesting layers and connotations to them. It's but like they're your so different. Layered within this variant, mm-hmm. and you're kind of a combination of those two things. It's a really deeper way of knowing your number and how it functions. Yes. So up until Beatrice. Beatrice. <laughs> Beatrice Chestnut, PhD, the complete Enneagram. 27 paths to greater self-knowledge. Up until this, I've always treated the variants as not that important. Mm -hmm. And now I think they're very important. Mm -hmm. And now I see that it's like, it's a little bit like the wings. Mm -hmm. A, Mm -hmm. a self-preservation five is going to be very different than a sexual five. Yes. And then, and I don't want to get too much into this, but, um, each number has a counter type, which is fascinating because that explains a lot to me. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, 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 you can be a number, but be the counter type in the variant. And so for me as a sexual five, I'm a counter type, which means, and this was, this really helped me understand myself. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't typically look like a five. Right. So the counter type right. wouldn't typically look like the, the actual number. Like the kind of like meme version of the five, five yeah. especially. The meme version of the five is probably the self-preservation five. Yeah, yeah. Really reclusive, really to themselves. Like to themselves, just in their books, not mm-hmm. leaving the house, mm-hmm. no, not aware of society. Yeah, someday we'll do... I, I imagine what we'll do in this podcast is we'll go through all these numbers and then we'll go through the so wings epic. and then we'll go through the variants. And that's One why day. someday maybe we'll just have a whole offshoot that's just <laughs> Enneagram. But... Um, that's that's what I've been learning. I, I've been learning about the significance of the variants. Yes. And I've yes. been trying to help others who I talk about Enneagram with to understand the significance of the variants. That just sounds so um, too too much. It's a lot of information. It's not a fun little update. Oh, I think it was great. Really? As, okay. I'm a big we're, fan we're, of the We're only extra work. encouraging on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um I think Would you ever say that actually was pretty bad? I was bored while you were talking. <laughs> I can't imagine <laughs> oh you ever gosh, saying that. I don't know if I ever would say that, but back in the edit, uh, <laughs> you had to think that at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I personally enjoy the work of the variants. It's really fun because the fours and the sixes actually are the two numbers that have like the most mm. kind of unique variants. Whoa. Didn't know that. So say that's what go. I've heard. That's what I've heard. Oh. Um, on the, uh, from where <laughs> I think it was Ian Cron and okay. just reading about them. Like okay. the sixes are really different. Um, yeah. how they the look sixes. sixes are so complex. Well, they're the only number that has a split, but we'll probably get into that a little bit later. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm skeptical about though thinking about it as okay. a split. Okay. I'm coming tonight as a little bit of a skeptic. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Is that your update? That's, I, my update is, in a nutshell, I've been learning in to appreciate nutshell, the variants. In a nutshell, isn't it Beatrice who talks about it Beatrice as a... Beatrice Chestnut. That tells the story of the like little nut that goes... She does. I, I, I'm not in the position to explain it any either. more than you've already said, but she does. <laughs> she, 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 that's hers. Like the wisdom of the Enneagram talks about a cast. She talks about, a che- not a chestnut, but a, a shell. A little know? shell. Yeah. Gosh. Don't even try. <laughs> <I won't. laughs> okay, should I get well, my update? maybe you'll try and we'll be funny. You know, try, try to try to talk about it. <laughs> Isn't it like a little shell comes to a town and it's all mm-hmm. of these like little nuts that should bury themselves in the ground and they don't know that. And so they spend all day polishing their little shells and thinking they're doing what's best for them. But yes. then this thing comes to town and it's like, no, you need to go down to the ground Ooh. and then they grow into the tree but it's like they have to and that's probably this cover 
It is. Yeah. I think in that it's like you have to kind of find your inner depth and go like down and understand your roots to be able to grow. So it's yes. like these little chestnut things. Yes. I think uh, that's the story. Uh, that sounds right. Now I'm not going to vouch for you on that one. I'm not going to put <laughs> yeah. my reputation online by saying that was correct. That but. was my <laughs> paraphrase. I read it like two months ago though. Yeah. So whoops. It kind of makes me think of Ted and the bonsai tree, but that's a whole different thing. It's true. Yeah. All right. All this what imagery. is your update? Okay. So my update. Drum roll for Macy's <laughs> update. Here we go. Well, <laughs> here we go. My update, update. is, <laughs> my update is kind of, it's more of just, uh, it's hard for me to always describe my updates cause I try not to be introspective, but they almost always are. You're four. Um, can't deny it. <laughs> Don't try to be anything else. I've just been... Well, actually, that's the whole point of the Enneagram. Maybe it's an encouragement... <laughs> to try to be other things. To... I've been trying to think of the Enneagram in a broader sense. So I think we've been understanding the Enneagram and talking about it on this podcast very specifically as the Enneagram of personality. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to kind of maybe disassociate from calling it necessarily the Enneagram. Whoa. Because the Enneagram... Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. Put down the microphone. We don't know what we're talking about anymore. (laughs) This is not an Enneagram episode. (laughs) It's just a symbol. Well, (laughs) this is like when Prince was not Prince anymore. He was just a symbol. (laughs) (laughs) I just think we lose a lot of the richness of the mystery of the Enneagram when we are just like, oh, it's just this personality thing. And we like, are not also attuned to its history and the like beauty of its symbol. Mm-hmm, I like mm-hmm, have recently mm-hmm. been kind of trying to like go back. So you really are talking about symbol. Yeah. I kind yeah of okay. <laughs> I was kind of joking. <laughs> well, when you think about it, I mean, the Enneagram is so much about movement and so much about you are your number, but then you're also in relationship to every number and it's go back to our, bonus ASMR Enneagram episode. Yeah, you really get into it there. Kind of deep dive the symbol and the different like elements to how it came to be and the different parts and what it represents. And I just think that the trend or the wow, the Enneagram itself. Hmm. It has some little to do the way I was gonna say the way that it when I think of the symbol and what it represents and the meaning behind it and the richness behind it, it makes me it evokes the same emotions as the Trinity. Mm. So it's been the past few weeks have been kind of a journey of trying to like broaden my understanding of the Enneagram and yes, staying on the like Enneagram of personality work of understanding myself and things like that, but also trying to be inspired by the Enneagram itself and what it represents. Cause I do think that that deepens yes. the work of it. And I, I mean, I sent you this video of, an Enneagram oh, yeah, dance. So good, so good. This is so Gurchev. good. Gurchev, who is one of the like, kind of considered the person who like founded the Enneagram of the West. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. watching this dance inspired by him was so inspirational. I, I, I want to I try a clarifying thought. Yeah, please. Did you memorize the dance? Did you work no, on it No, no, well, it's... <clears throat> Can you do it for us here in the Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. So here, let me let me try something though. See if this metaphor works. Okay. Sometimes it seems like you can be so preoccupied with the Enneagram that you're like missing out on life, right? You're yeah. Just, you're not enjoying the people around you. You're trying to type people. You're trying to think about your number. Hmm. And it almost seems like what we say to people about like stop taking pictures and just hmm. enjoy. Hmm. 
And it almost seems similar. Like I have to be looking at everything through the lens and the Enneagram right now. And it's like, yeah. no, no, just let that go for now and just mm. be present and just mm. enjoy. Yeah. Does that seem somewhat like what I you're mean, saying? I mean, kind of. Okay. I or not at all, maybe. Maybe like a bit, but I do think <laughs> <laughs> I can relate to that. And I think that's partially it in the sense of there's more to it than just the personality part. Or at least the personality part has formed out of something really rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm also really attract- attracted to things that are mysterious. And I think the Enneagram is in its mm. origins are very mysterious. Mm. Even so as I'm, you're talking, I, I feel like that's something I need to embrace. Yeah. Your, I, your lens, your mystery lens. The, I, and I, I think like that's the where mystery. like a five and a four almost start to detach a little bit. Get to differentiate. Yeah, split. yeah. I think there's something. Cause I want to be like, explain that. Tell me exactly what you mean. And it's like, but I think you don't. You're, you're really wanting to be like, it's the interplay. It's the flow. It's, it's the, the back interplay. And forth, it's the fact it's the that mystery. It's, it's a dance. You're all these different relationship that your number is attached to other numbers and as a flow. It's a circle. It's a triangle. It's a hexad. It's all of these things Whew. and what they represent. And lots of movements and arrows and back and forth. And yeah, there's a lot to ponder and it's very beautiful. I like it. So <laughs> I've been leaning into that and that's been a very. Uh, I think healthy practice in terms of my Enneagram work because hmm. it's how, how does, how does that play out in terms of leaning into it? You're, you're out, you step out your door, you go out for coffee, you're meeting someone, you're at work and bam, here comes the interplay, the dance, the, the, the movement, the flow, the arrows, <laughs> like I what think, does it do? I think, I mean, it really does have a lot to do with awareness and thinking in terms of being aware of what's around you in terms of like your sensory and the, the earth and all those things, which I think ties into the law of everything, which is like mm. the hexad mm. of like, you're surrounded by all these things. But then like, I, I don't know. I, I can think of honestly like nap time in terms of, like Not at work, time at the preschool, at a preschool. That Macy works at. I work at an at a preschool, and sometimes I can be like very aware, and sometimes not. Like you can kind of like turn your brain on into the room or off, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very fun place to practice awareness. If I'm in, like, if I'm like, oh, I'm gonna practice awareness. If I have the like, I don't know, thought to do it, and I've been inspired to do that a lot lately. And thinking of in terms of the enneagram, and thinking mm-hmm. of like the people around you and like what it represents, just being very meditative almost. Um, this is a very mystical way of approaching the Enneagram, which I very much yeah. appreciate. Yes. <laughs> I think there's so many, there's going to be some listeners out there that are totally vibing with what you're saying. <laughs> I bet some are going to be yeah. like, this is not the Enneagram. But <laughs> no, I no, think, it's the Enneagram. I think you're I just think approaching it in is, your way. Yeah. It's I think this Enneagram. is the Enneagram. Nothing like, you're this saying is, is crazy. Right. And I, part of me wants to almost correct people thinking, cause I think the, the Enneagram is becoming popular. It's becoming pop culture. We have like the social Enneagram. Ooh, okay. Some of our favorite pop podcasters, the podcast talk about it. I want them to do an episode on it. We should be very interesting. We also want to interview Knox and Jamie. Someday. That would be so, so epic. <laughs> um, I think as it becomes more popular, I do think it's important for us to remember the mysterious element of the Enneagram because it, I you don't want it to be reduced down to this like personality thing. It's so much more and it's like very rich. And part of its mystery is that it's almost like an 
infinite understanding because there's more to understand of yourself. There's always more to understand of others and of the world around you. So it's like, yeah, just got to keep, I don't know. This just shows what, what's happening here is like, <laughs> we need to stop. <laughs> and what happens typically is we could, you're getting me going. Like we could talk about this for another two <laughs> I hours. Know, I know. The I'm, I'm really pumped. <laughs> Gosh. Okay. We got to, those are our updates. Yeah. My updates. Enneagram. What was, what was yours? Variants. Variants. Yes. Variants. My really, really interesting and engaging <laughs> variant update. <laughs> well, the variants just kind of goes to show it's, there's so many layers. It's, it's check so out the variants. It's also check out this new book that we like. We love the book. Uh, which uh, it's also my son, Jack, who's a real snob when it comes to the Enneagram <laughs> is, is highly approving of Beatrice Chestnut. Every time so, he comes to my house, he picks an Enneagram book to, to skim through. There it is. Okay. So that's it. That, that's our update, everybody. Coming up, we're going to try to get into the sixes here. So if you're a six, it's been like, all right, I tuned, in. I tuned in to hear about sixes. What the heck are these updates? What the heck is this table of contents? Get to the sixes. It is coming, everybody. Get excited. Uh, coming up next. We're back, everybody, and now we're going to talk a little bit about the sixes. Now, let me let me say a little something about our podcast. Okay, the whole point is is that we it's it, we're trying to create an atmosphere where we're two Enneagram enthusiasts <laughs> sitting down over some candles and some with some friends and a dog, and we have a Christmas tree and some drinks. And we're just talking about the Enneagram. We, we haven't we, prepared we like a formal Enneagram. presentation. You know, we're <laughs> Maybe the six has. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know our six guest has, but <laughs> we haven't. We're, we're trying to create an atmosphere where you're we, we're, we're two buddies talking about the Enneagram. Now, of course, we've researched the Enneagram. We know the Enneagram. We love the Enneagram and we're deep divers. Yeah. And someday I do, it would be fun to experiment because I, I, I have a sense and a hunch and a suspicion mm-hmm. that... Enneagram for idiots prepares some thoughts. I think sometimes it sounds like one of them is reading some prepared oh, yeah. thoughts. They yeah. definitely have and when they do, reading. it's impressive. So yeah. uh, oftentimes when Macy and I read, it's reading from other books. But it would be interesting to prepare oh, our own unique. Oh, work I didn't for understand your question. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't think that they read their read thoughts. Mm, you do. Interesting. I do. I do think. I do think. I'm gonna have to go. And yeah. observe that. So so we know a little bit about sixes. We've we've read a lot about sixes, and now we're just gonna talk about it. Yeah, and we yeah. So sixes. Sixes. Who are the sixes? Who are they? They're called the loyalists. The loyalists. They're also called that's their biggest word. What's yeah. the other one word? Uh the questioner. <laughs> that's that's what the any of the kids' book says. Uh, one that I parenting. like 
that is just sort of fun and funny to me is the persecuted persecutor. The persecuted persecutor. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little true. Yeah. The devil's advocate. Oh, the devil's advocate. Oh, well, I mean, we're reading these. This is from the wisdom, everybody. Here's some other names. The guardian. Oh, yeah. Michaela is in our presence right now, and I know these will be very true for her. Mm-hmm. The true, true believer. The but true believer. get ready for the next one. Oh, <laughs> this gosh. is why sixes are complicated. They're the true believers and also the doubters, <laughs> the troubleshooter, the traditionalist, and the stalwart. Yeah. So sixes are. We're gonna try and say it in our own words tonight. Ooh, let's do it. Oh, are let me we? just say this before we say it in our own words because this helps us get our bearings. Yeah. Get our bearings. Like a little compass here. The wisdom of the enneagram says six. We have our title now. The basic fear of a six is of having no support and guidance, of being unable to survive on their own. Yeah. Basic fear. Basic desire is to find security and support. And the superego message is you are good or okay if you do what is expected of you. Yeah. Oh, boy. This now, another side note. Well, we'll get into this, but McKaylee's here, and we all work together. We all work so together. Which we get to see each other in our numbers a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So sixes are kind of considered... Well, they're in the center of the head triad. So the center, center of fear. Oh, that's, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So these center types have an extra added amount of stress. Yeah. So they're kind of like the primary types. Too much in the head. They're, yeah, probably. they're a little bit too much in the head. They're like, sixes are always thinking, always mm-hmm. thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it's usually kind of fear driven. Yeah. They're thinking about the future, what could go wrong. Um, sixes are also incredibly loyal. They're always thinking about what to do for others, how to be there. Yes. Thinking of relationships. Sixes are just thinking ahead all the time. It's very, that's a side note. And this isn't necessarily about sixes, but it's about all the types. And this is a, this is a, I'm, I'm inserting a, another update. I'm yeah. going back in time to our segment <laughs> <laughs> and I'm doing another update as I'm sneaking one in. But I think this is another realization is as you talk about, the types and I and I know uh, McKaylee is very aware of her types, but like when you when you talk to people about the Enneagram, and I'm sure if if, if anybody's listening and is a fan of the Enneagram and you're walking around in the world and you're talking to people about the Enneagram, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've experienced different types of receptions to the Enneagram True. information. True. And one interesting reception of the Enneagram is this idea of like what the Enneagram often shows us is that our noble outside exterior mm-hmm. is fueled by a fear or a, a paranoia or It's fueled something. by some underlying message. Yeah, so it's like a two is giving, 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 and they so want to be needed. That's yeah. why they're doing it. And that's what the interesting thing about the Enneagram is, is that like you can tell people haven't, and this sounds so judgy or, you know, holier than thou, but to a certain extent, what you can see oftentimes is that people so want to maintain the illusion that their good acts are pure Mm -hmm. and, and Mm -hmm. they are to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Totally. But they're, but the things we do that are our superpower and I'm, I'm fine to admit this are often fueled by a deeper fear. Yeah, totally. Totally. So yeah, I've heard, people say it's sometimes almost too negative at first. Yeah. It's like you're describing it. It's like, it's so negative where the positives, but there's a lot of positives within you. And the Enneagram is prefaced on the idea that there's this deep inner light within you, mm-hmm. but it's also prefaced on this understanding that 
so much of who we are is masked. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's kind of un- revealing that part, which is, it's hard to hear. Yes. Hard, stuff. hard to hear. So, so sixes are called loyalists and they are loyal and, and so, um, dependable and reliable and warm mm-hmm. and the, some of the friendliest people, I think. And yet their motivation is to kind of corral a team of supporters around them so that they feel secure. So that's where the warmth and stuff they comes from, which is fine. Security driven yeah. folks. Yeah. Uh, making security driven in like every sense of the word. I feel like security driven in their relationships and how they <sighs> build their, their home. I can't wait to talk about that with McKaylee. Very safe, in the reliable homes. Yeah. These are safe, reliable people. Um, I, they're also <laughs> people who are like, do what's the best for the good of the group. They yes. like think of the group. Oh, yeah. I, wow, not as me, an Enneagram yes. four often joke that, Enneagram sixes keep me alive. Yes. Like, they keep all of us. Alive. They keep us all alive. Yeah, we're all, we're all asleep at the wheel. Enneagram <laughs> sixes are there being like running the running everything, getting all the yeah. details. Yeah. Um, they're sometimes considered pessimistic. I think mm-hmm. just because they, uh, they're always questioning things and thinking of what could go wrong. So it's like, okay, well maybe this isn't going to go wrong. You want to yeah. say, but it's like, well, they're, they're doing it out of a good will of like, they're always thinking of what could go wrong. And, and I and, think and it's true that, that it sounds us. like they're the most fearful, the most fearful. So they're yeah. doing it out of goodwill and they're also afraid. <laughs> they're also afraid. <laughs> <laughs> it's simple as that. <laughs> now, now we've joked in the past that, that we are overly kind on this podcast. We have, we have a hard time roasting each other and others. So it's I'm true. going to try a gentle roast, and this is actually not of sixes, but I think as we continue to progress on the podcast, um, uh, twos are my sticky point. I have a hard point. time with twos, uh, and and it's really interesting because so nice. Katie, who is who is our intern, my intern, and who is on this podcast as our two, is sort of an exception in my mind. Um, it, it didn't surprise me that she's a two, but the the concept of the two. Hmm. Uh, is hard. It's yeah, challenging want, for me. You don't want anyone to do anything for you. I don't. I, and I definitely don't want any sort of attachment being established. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want anything being forged or <laughs> secured. Or <laughs> And if I sense someone coming at me in that sense with that intention, I almost want to run away. You probably do run away. But twos and sixes are probably on the surface very similar in terms of their helpfulness. I was listening to something today where twos and sixes are, mm-hmm. they're really easy to mistype in person. Now I would take a sixes help over a two's help. In my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> just feels a little, it's less a little less fraught. Like, a little, yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just a, in my mind from my type, from my personality is a little <laughs> more pure, you know? Yeah. No expectation. They're, they're, I think a six is really trying to be super helpful. No, they're, agenda, just, they're offering their best helpful. for, yeah. To create the best situation. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, I sixes are one of me. I don't want to say favorite numbers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But like they're, is that I don't ethical? Do you say, ha- is it ethical to have a favorite? I don't think it is. I don't <laughs> think it is to be honest, <laughs> but I'm, I'm always drawn to sixes. I think in the concept of sixes too. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so fascinated by sixes mm. and thankful for sixes. 
I've got no and real beef. I've got no real beef with sixes. I've got some beef with some other types. <laughs> I think I've got beef with twos, and sevens, and eights. I think and I have ones. jealousy beef with sevens. I don't really have much beefs with fours, <laughs> sixes, or nines. You know? Yeah. Uh, I've got some beef with some other types. <laughs> We're unethical enneagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. This goes against exactly what you were talking about earlier. It's just a meandering dance. Well, it's like, nope, it's labels. Part of me. And I have agendas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm harboring bitterness. I, <laughs> there's multiple ways of, to think about the Enneagram. Yeah. <laughs> there's bad ways and good ways. I'm modeling the bad way. Um, okay. Anything else to just quickly say before we introduce McKaylee on sixes? Well, I will say this about sixes. When I, when I heard that phrase, persecuted persecutor, because we bought this book from, by Naranjo. Oh, Naranjo. One of bookstore, the... Bookstore. And he has some really great... Enneagram greats. Yes. Enneagram great. You hear these people mentioned. Maybe you just gloss over what I'm about to say. This doesn't sound interesting. But Gurchev, Ikazo, Naranjo. <laughs> these are the people... That, that get mentioned in all these books. Now, like, the modern writers are like Helen Palmer or Chris Hewitts or, or Richard Beatrice Rohr. Chestnut. Yeah, or Beatrice Chestnut. But they're always referencing these uh, sort of origin, you know. Origin folk of the Enneagram. Uh, origin folk. Um, so Naranjo has this chapter called Persecuted Persecutor, and he has this picture and I hope this tr- makes sense. Maybe we'll try to post it on our, our Instagram. Mm-hmm. But we don't know if our Instagram followers actually listen to the podcast <laughs> or the podcast listeners follow us on Instagram. We have an Instagram, no small thing. Check it out. We take it pretty seriously. We do. It's, it's fun. We post memes. Yeah. It's, a, it's, <laughs> it's our general goal to post every day. Sometimes we skip. Sometimes, yeah. we, skip. Sometimes we skip. That's a side note, though, is I really like our team on our Instagram, it to me is really profound. That's a big side note. <laughs> it's like a week No communication. <laughs> and it just, whoever gets to a post first, and I love it. It's true. Someday I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm going to do a post. Oh, Macy's already posted. <laughs> and there's no sense of like, really wish she would have checked in with me about that before she posted. It's just a great post. Trust. Love it. Lot, really good. Okay. Here's what I'm saying. Um, persecuted persecutor. And I do notice this about sixes. It's very interesting. This picture is is obviously it's it's a very rich lot going on in this picture. A man who is obviously just lunged with his sword mm-hmm. and is now and this is all conveyed in just one image. It's hard to it's not framed. we'll post it on our show notes. Yeah. And who is obviously now leaping back, startled that oh. someone is now responding to that lunge. Oh, interesting. So I think it's I, it's hard to describe, but I think oftentimes sixes, and this may be a counterphobic. Hmm. So McKaylee's making a face like she doesn't relate to this, but but which means she's phobic. So, so yeah, no, no. It's just like persecuted persecutor is this idea that like a six would, would seems to me would be the type of person that would sort of instigate uh, an intense interaction. Hmm. Hmm. He, I have this observation. I have this fear. I have this anxiety. Bam, bam, bam. Observation, cutting thought. Let's get it going. And now a response. Hey, I don't like that you said that. I don't, what, you know, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hmm. what, why? What's hmm. this? And now I'm scared and hmm. shoot, I shouldn't have said anything. And oh my gosh. Wow. But, I'm, but then you're like, but wait, you brought it up. Wait. Oh, interesting. You're the one that, you know, it's like, it's this really weird dynamic. Tension. Uh, yeah. Persecuted, oh, persecutor. 
Okay, wait. Can I read something from the wisdom, actually? Of course. I'm handing Macy the wisdom. <laughs> Someday this will also entail a snare drum. <laughs> introductions, introductions will have a snare drum, and then anything related to the wisdom will automatically have a snare drum. <laughs> No matter what is said, it has to be introduced, or maybe a gong. Okay. I'm going to read something from the wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to read this, probably just these two paragraphs, because I think this does a good job kind of discussing them, Um, and kind of why they're called the loyalist, and the sense of loyalty, because we've talked about fear, and we've talked about security a tiny bit, but it's, it's also this they then respond by being loyal. That's kind of their response to fear, it seems. Mm -hmm. So the reason sixes, this is now from the wisdom. The reason sixes are so loyal to others is that they do not want to be abandoned and left without support, their basic fear. Thus, the central issue for the type six is failure of self-confidence. Sixes come to believe that they do not possess the internal resources to handle life challenges and vagaries alone, and so increasingly rely on structures allies, beliefs, and supports outside themselves for guidance. If suitable structures do not exist, they will help create and maintain them. Ooh, yes. Um, One last thing. Sixes are the primary type in the thinking thinking triad, meaning that they have the most trouble contacting their own inner guidance. As a result, they do not have confidence in their own minds and judgments. This does not mean that they do not think. On the contrary, they think and worry a lot. They also tend to fear making important decisions, although at the same time they resist having anyone else make decisions for them. (laughs) (laughs) They want to avoid being controlled, but are also afraid of taking responsibility in a way that might put them in the line of fire. Wow. The old Japanese adage. This is a perfect example of what you're saying about complicated. I know. The blade of grass that grows too high gets chopped off. Ooh. Wow. (sighs) And isn't that interesting when when different numbers read this and they don't relate? Yeah. Yeah. Because some people... I I mean, I don't relate. We can get in that (laughs) headspace. We all all can... We can all feel uh, whispers of that. Yeah. But not really truly know it. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting and important to point out is like sixes get categorized with anxiety and fear a lot and they're very anxious and fearful and are anxious people. But that doesn't mean anyone who had like all people have anxiety or sixes. Like I can understand and relate to anxiety, but not in a six way. When I read about it, it's, it's so almost, different. With you, with you, it's almost truly more categorized as depression. Yeah, I think that's probably yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, we all have a little of anxiety too, but yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, what we want you to know is that this has been a full uh, seminar on sixes. You don't need to know anymore. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> So if you if you're Done a person it. that wants to know about the Enneagram, we've just covered it all. <laughs> <laughs> that's my that's my attempt at sugar Macy. <laughs> no, that's hardly scratching the surface, but it's a little yeah. it's a little bit of a snapshot of sixes. And when we come back, we will introduce McKaylee. We're if you are our friend McKaylee. And you guys will just get to hear from a six and we'll just get to hear from McKaylee. Yeah. The the true six. The true we don't six. know. So when okay. we come back.
Okay, everybody, we're back. Welcome back. We have our friend McKaylee with us who has sweaty hands. <laughs> and it's really funny because I'm afraid of heights. Yeah. And so even in video games where there's heights, I get sweaty hands. Afraid of heights yet fascinated with flying. Oh, yes. It's a very well, that's a whole, funny I don't wanna, to me. I don't want to take up McKaylee's time, but that's a, that, well, let's put a placeholder in that because that's a whole episode, I think. But <laughs> McKaylee's here, everybody. Do you want to say hi, McKaylee? I'm Kaylee. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Kaylee. So, should we? We can give a brief introduction of how we know Kaylee. Mm-hmm. So, Scott and I first met working at a church, and Kaylee was. Were you working at UPC when Scott? She's wow, working in the kitchen. Working in the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. So, Kaylee worked at the church and is now the. What's your position technically? Uh, it's a fancy title. I don't yeah. do a whole lot. <laughs> oh, 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 she McKaylee, does everything. McKaylee keeps everything afloat. That's great. That's classic right off the bat. <laughs> I don't do a whole lot. I'm the executive administrator for family ministries. Yes. Yeah. So yes, it is a fancy title and it should be a fancy title. It should be. It should be fancy. The mastermind behind all the yeah. organizing <laughs> is <laughs> McKaylee. <laughs> so we worked with McKaylee. And so we know McKaylee and we any. I currently work with McKaylee. Yeah. Macy no longer works at this church. She works at Two a jobs. preschool called Hilltop. Yeah. And she subscribes to the Reggio <laughs> philosophy <laughs> <I> <laughs> of <do>. teaching. <laughs> okay. So McKaylee's here. We're very excited to have her. I'm very nervous. <laughs> very nervous. Out of all our guests so far, she's the most nervous. But I imagine, honestly, I do think there's a lot of connection between fives and sixes. If I was a, a guest on a podcast to talk about fives, I'd be nervous. I would be so nervous. I was so nervous mm. the first so many episodes. Mm. Shocking. Yes. Well, so, yeah, being on a talking to microphone at a table here feels very awkward at first. It does. It took us like four or five months to not feel awkward. Mm-hmm. Still, we're still awkward. Okay, so <laughs> what we want to hear from Kaylee is how your Enneagram journey started. How were you introduced to it? And what were your initial thoughts? How did you discover you were six? Anything like that. If, if you get lost, we'll start to ask you questions, so don't worry. Okay, great. <laughs> well, I first heard about the Enneagram... Um, no small things producer and yeah. Enneagram one Matthew yes. Lauder. Yes, yes. Um, he is a volunteer at University Presbyterian Church, mm-hmm. and we were having this mellow art Monday. night, <laughs> mellow out Monday that Macy would host, <laughs> and he had this quiz on his phone, and oh, he was telling wow. me all about this thing that he had. I yes. love this Good story, job, and I didn't want to take it because the quiz is too long. This is about a year ago. <laughs> Maybe oh, this more, than, more a than a year ago. Year Ooh, ago. wow! Yeah. Yeah. This okay. is a while ago. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure Daniel took the quiz. Mm-hmm. Did Macy you test as a it. six? I didn't take it. Too many questions. Oh, too, too many, many questions. questions. Not too efficient. No, you're yeah. for it. You have did more you, important things to do. Did you test as a nine? <laughs> well, well, side note: Macy's whispering. McKaylee's uh, <laughs> boyfriend Daniel's here, who also works at our church. <laughs> so there's a lot of great vibes going on here. Good He's a nine. Yeah. He may comment off to the side and we'll, we'll clarify what he's saying. (laughs) He's in the room. He's reacting. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah. So that was my first taste of the Enneagram. And then what were your thoughts initially? Like this is, this is like just a, Dumb personality. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for it. sure. Valid I, I, yeah. I had done Strengths Finders with mm-hmm. Marissa, mm-hmm. Scott's wife, um, and I thought that was super cool. 
later thought it was really cool that my strengths kind of lined up with six attributes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that was my first taste of the Enneagram. Then Scott and Macy deep dove. <laughs> yes. And yes. I heard about it constantly. Wow. Oh, no. We can't help oh, no. it. That's the origin of the podcast. Really? Yeah. Things like that. Things yeah. like that. I think so. Yeah. Um, and everything you guys read to me about the six just fit. Yeah. yeah. There was no other number that people read and I was like, Oh, that could be me. That mm-hmm. could be me. It was a six. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I think in terms of like the head type, you really delved into it, like in terms of wanting to understand it. And you're one of the few people mm-hmm. who right off the bat for me personally, you know, we, we, I think I, I it's all a blur to me because we were probably su- super excited, we were you know, so about, excited about it's the like almost like falling in love with the Enneagram. It's like, <laughs> I'm falling in love with the Enneagram. You know, it's this, this big phase, this romantic phase, <laughs> really you know, and, um, and McKaylee would be one of those folks, you know, you talk about some people and it's like very obvious they're putting off this aggressive, aggressive stance of like, don't ever talk to me about this again. Yeah, and Michaela sure. would always be very curious. And then she would start texting me and she still does this mm-hmm. with her own research. Yes. Here's this. Here's this. Did you know this? And I'm like, whoa, I have printouts and I are only from you. I have a f- folder. That's an Enneagram oh, yeah. folder that Michaela helped me. One. <laughs> 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 okay. So what were some of the initial things that stood out to you about? Six. Um, fear. Mm, yeah. Mm. Basic fear is fear. Oh, it's it's true through and through. I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I think that just brings something up because my initial impressions, and this is similar to actually everybody in the room, like uh, McKaylee, Daniel, who's McKaylee's boyfriend, who's also now the current high school <laughs> ministries intern. If anybody cares about this, maybe they do. Uh, and then Macy, everybody worked in the middle school ministry first. Hmm. So I remember Michaela was coming up and she started interacting with me and she just, she did not come across as a very fearful, scared, skittish person. She was very confident. Yeah. Um, she oh, had man. lots of the thoughts. The first time yeah. we met, you interviewed me in front of mm-hmm. the whole college ministries. Do you remember that? Oh no, <gasps> I don't. Were did you I? scared? I was a bunch of information to drop on me right here. What? <laughs> you were there. You really? interviewed me <laughs> so. in front of the inn, which is our oh, my college gosh. ministries, um, about the positions for the high school and wow. middle school internship positions. Oh, I vaguely remember that. And <laughs> I remember afterwards we talked about that's it and you were like, you were nervous? Oh, like, that's yes, so I was trippy. nervous. Oh, of course. Wow. Of course I remember that. I, the, the crazy thing is, is I remember that night, but I'm having and a hard time. remember me. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're one of my most memorable people. I, I That's so funny because I remember I, I have a memory in my mind, which is like the first time I met you, but like we're, our church is in my, for my taste, very large. So in those early Shabby. days, there were so many people and I just could not place anybody. But that's really weird because I, it's so funny now that you say that because I do remember interviewing, I think it was you and another guy. It was John Ala- or, uh, Jonathan Nolasco, Daniel's old roommate. Okay. Well, so what I remember about it, what's funny that you bring Shout that up is that I guy. do remember who the girl was, was more nervous than I thought was appropriate. <laughs> but I don't even, I can't, nervous. even as you say, it's really nervous. trippy for me to, to have you say that was me because I can't place you there. That's so weird. 
my first memory was of preparing for Shasta and you coming up oh. and initiating this conversation about like which kids should be in which boat. And you were very concerned. Yep. But to me, it didn't seem like, um, I, I, well, I had no Enneagram language at that time, but it wasn't like, it, you didn't seem like particularly fearful. You just seemed very intentional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think sixes appear as fearful because they all the time are fearful. So they just do stuff anyways. And it's like, I'm powering mm-hmm. through the fear. Mm-hmm. Like I think sixes are kind of constantly powering through. Powering through the fear. Yeah. Or Do, managing it. Or, yeah, managing it. Here's a question. Now, it's not on our list. Uh-oh. Now, now <laughs> Macy, Macy actually, you know these questions. I don't know the questions. So if you want to ask well, the question. I don't, I just. But I, ha- I do have a spontaneous question. Okay. Okay. <laughs> My spontaneous question is, what I really try to think about with these types is, this is my own <laughs> This is my own thing that I'm going to bring to conferences in the future. Wow. I, I like to think about this idea of like what we're thinking about as we step out the door in the morning. Okay. Because oh, I think focus. we're all thinking about something different. Um, mm. For example, I'm thinking about how quickly can I get back to this spot? Oh. <laughs> I'm going out and I'm, it's going to be minimal. Hmm. And then I got to get back to the <laughs> safe confines of wherever I'm at. All my attention is on that throughout the day. So, like, as you step out your door in the morning, what's on your mind? Oh, gosh, get ready. Get ready. (laughs) I have all my lists prepared in my head. I'm making sure I have my lockup checklist done. No. What is that? What is that? The heat's off. All the electronics are unplugged and the lights are off. Oh, this is why we need sixes. Windows shut. Nope, nope, Just nope. Not thinking about everything that. Everything's secure in my apartment. <laughs> oh Make sure I lock goodness. the door as I'm walking out. I'm thinking about all the things I need to do today. My Ooh. route to work. Wow. Everything. Wow. Also, while I'm walking out the door, I'm thinking, are there any hazards? Oh, I, am I don't. Scanning my apartment always. Are there any hazards? I know. Uh, <laughs> Just anticipating anything. Anything. Now, it seems to me for you professionally too, just in our work environment, you seem to also, you're doing this thing of like, because I think what we've established is that Michaela's a self-preservation six. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. you're having these self-preservation thoughts in terms of your lockup and your day and what's going on and your snacks and <laughs> Michaela's notorious <laughs> and notorious is not the best word, but like um, known and valued and appreciated for having <laughs> snacks around the office. Always. And okay. she brought snacks tonight. We've been, she brought snacks tonight. We've been eating uh, <laughs> apple caramel eggnog dip. It's been great. Bunny trail mix. Mm-hmm. And, and bunny, bunny trail, trail mix. mix. Uh, it, so, so it seems like as you're heading out the door, we have all these self-preservation thoughts, but also it seems that you start to, at some point, think about all the other things uh, for, from the people you care about. Mm-hmm. It's true. What should now Daniel? I've said here is in the in the room. Daniel is Michaela's boyfriend. <laughs> Scott, other coworkers. What does Daniel need to be thinking about? Does he have any assignments? Do oh, yeah. does Scott have anything he needs to check off his list? Anything yep. that people are going to be wanting to check him on? And mm-hmm. then she starts mm-hmm. reminding and texting and checking in, <laughs> which to me is appreciated. I'm never annoyed by that. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel bad that she feels. Th- that she needs to do that. And I'm like, <laughs> shoot, I, I, I somehow, Michaela is feeling stressed about something right now. 
<laughs> I can be a bit naggy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we appreciate it. Yeah, you definitely think through things. I think this was so fun in terms of like planning when we used to all plan like the events for the night is I, Michaela would just come up with so many questions, mm-hmm. things I would never think about. And I'm like, I would just, my brain's like, oh, I guess I should think about that, you know? And it's like, how can there be more different things that could go wrong? But there are, there could always be more. There are always more, things always that go more wrong. prepared <laughs> and less things go wrong when you're around. That's true. That is very true. So one of the things that we have said over and over again throughout this podcast is this idea of fear. Yeah. Now fives, which I am are also very fearful, but it seems like for a different motivation in a different way. Yeah. Fives. We're trying to conserve energy. Yeah. Sevens are fearful of pain, meaning like they don't want to hear about darkness. Mm -hmm, They mm -hmm. sevens don't want to be told that, uh, that there's sadness essentially. Well, they're kind of always running in a sense, mm-hmm. I would say. And so they're fearful in that way. And fives, I think they're the way their fear is, is that they just like collect and hide and are afraid fives of the world in a sense. <laughs> and sixes just charge the world with fear. I think. Yeah. I mean, it almost seems, it almost seems like fives fear is a little bit more self-prez selfish oriented. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but it's, it's very me focused. My, my self, my fear is very never like for my loved ones or the people around me. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know, like Hmm. I, Michaela, I wonder if you'd be willing to talk a little bit about fear. Like how does that play out for you in your life? Yes. Very fearful. (laughs) Uh, Sweaty hands for me. Yeah. Yeah. looks a lot like, Anxiety. Um, and it took a really long time for me to name this. Hmm. Um, before I had a name for it, it was like a very physical anxiety. I'd get lots of stomach aches and headaches because I was hmm. just always thinking about everything. Hmm. Um, I'm hyper vigilant, hmm. um, constantly thinking about all possible scenarios, reactions from people, um, and preparing constantly for everything. Yeah. Oh, this is something that's interesting. Uh, (laughs) I have this phrase being frozen with fear. Hmm. And basically that means for me is I have too many options in my head and I don't have a way to take a step towards any of them. Oh, I relate to that. Oh, yeah. I relate to that. We're going to read comments, but somebody wrote a comment that related so much to that thought. Um, Gosh. Yeah. It seems like Mm. you're kind of flooded, right? Yeah. Yeah. Overwhelmed, too much. Too much. Now, this is the crazy thing about sixes. Again, in terms of appearance, you may not be able to identify a six. Like, so for example, mm-hmm. last year, McKaylee, you were, we had something called senior graduation night, and everybody is mm-hmm. in the room. We have like 20 seniors graduating, and McKaylee is supposed to read a blessing to some of our graduated seniors. Now, I'm in the back with McKaylee. And she is freaking out. Yeah. She's nervous, sweaty hands. Sweaty hands. Can't. (laughs) Rolling up my paper. Yeah, rolling up her paper, giving off this vibe that she may not be able to go through with it. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, what? You got this. Then she goes up and just dominates the whole thing. Like, seems the most poised, (laughs) the most confident, the most self-assured. 
the most articulate, mm. the most prepared. Mm. That's the really trippy thing about these sixes. Because it's rehearsed. Yes. I've read it over and over and mm-hmm. over. I thought of everything that could go wrong. Mm. So when I go up there and nothing happens, I can do it. Right, right. Yeah. The fear is not necessarily always known, except for maybe the people that are closest to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, the image that comes to mind as we continue talking about this that always comes to my mind of sixes is deer in terms of Oh, yeah, of for sure. Like, and it totally works with McKaylee. And yeah. It, a deer, the a animal. Deer, the animal deer. <laughs> um, and Scott and I, we had a profound experience with deer this summer. We did. We got so close to these <laughs> deer. And I had recently been thinking about sixes and deer. So my brain was really like going there. But it's just the sense of like skittishness. Mm-hmm. Like never trusting anything mm-hmm. fully. So like when you're doing something, it's like you, you're you doing it, but you're you're never fully always committed and you're second guessing every step. Yeah. It's, and I, I don't know why this deer imagery evokes it, but it's like there's, they're so slow to step forward because mm-hmm. what, who knows what lies ahead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you relate yeah. to that? Oh yeah. Uh, trust is a big mm-hmm. hard thing. Yeah. Uh, I don't, trust people easily it takes a lot to get into my inner circle of Hmm. people Hmm. um well that 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 reminds me of when we were trying to recruit you to be a high school leader like it seems like mckaylee had said i did this three years of middle school ministry Mm -hmm. at our church and then was kind of planning on stepping down Mm -hmm. and i just remember you being very skeptical when (laughs) i would talk to you Hmm. it just felt very skeptical i was like she's very skeptical She's not down with what I'm like, talking who about right is now. Is this guy? Yeah, He's yeah. new. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of questions to be had. Yeah, so many questions. <laughs> is he trustworthy? Yeah, is and I'd dangerous? say like, hey, I kept expecting like the typical response is like, hey, you should move up to high school ministry, and everybody's like, sure, and you're like, ah, I don't know. What about this? What about this? Probably not. You know, and I'm like, well. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> you did it. Yeah, did it. she ended up doing it. Um, yeah. And it, it seems like also deer, like the way we talk about and think about them are like the re- the reason I think of McKaylee is like constantly scanning the horizon yeah. for danger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Constantly. Mm-hmm. I talked about that earlier. Uh, oh no, I didn't. Oh yeah. We'll talk <laughs> about it. I wrote it down. You wrote it down. <laughs> um, when kind of under the finding out I was a six and kind of this realization that people don't all think the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, people don't worry about the same things I do. They don't walk into a situation and scan for what I'm looking for. Most people don't even scan the room. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's true. true. Oh, Lula. Lula is here. And this is McKaylee's dog. And <laughs> Lula's barking at Matthew. <laughs> Our Enneagram one friend. Oh, now she's giving him kisses. <laughs> Maybe she wanted more attention. That's why she was barking. Oh, no, I think it was the baby. hat. Oh, the hat. Oh, hat and glasses glare. <laughs> Smell the hat, Lou. Lula is McKaylee's dog, and I don't think Lula's wear, used to wearing have, having Matthew wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> he came with that. Freaked her out. Yeah, so scanning the horizon. Scanning the Checking horizon. the room when you walk in. Some people don't do that. Yeah. Uh, I so didn't know. This is, I have to share this story because this is such a prime example of when I think McKaylee and I both were, I was like, shocked at how differently we saw the world. We were driving somewhere. We were oh, driving yeah, I remember over this. a bridge, I think. And 
I was asking you, I was like, at one point I was like, could you tell me all that could go wrong? Because I just like hadn't thought about it. Oh no. <laughs> Katie just went off for like five minutes about like the bridge could collapse. We could fall off this. This driver could do this. And like just went through so easily. Didn't have to think or bat an eyelash to tell me yeah. everything that could go wrong. And I could not have thought of all the, any of this. Yeah, now, now think about a seven. Like, I think, you know, Daniel's here. Like, we, and you guys all actually know this guy, Ryan Graham. <laughs> if, you, if you would just say to him, what are all the fun possibilities of the situation and let him go off? Oh, he would. Oh, that's true. I wouldn't. I'd be like, uh, no we're doing the one <laughs> optimal fun thing right now. It doesn't get much better than this. <laughs> I don't have any other ideas, you know? <laughs> oh, that was so interesting. That's what, a, that's what a six brings. A six brings that. Yeah. yeah. Which is so good. I was like, you're such an attentive driver. Mm-hmm. I felt safe. I was like, I'd much rather have you drive than me. <laughs> yeah. She's scanning the horizon. Yeah. A deer. Yeah. I have another story that's similar. Please, yeah. Tell all the stories. <laughs> I, we were talking about our homes, Michaela oh, and yes. I, <laughs> and I have, our home is kind of a very for it's self-pres for vibes. Although I'm your maybe whole not home. Macy has five, four housemates. I, I live with, there's five of us all together. Yeah. This is where we record the podcast. Yeah. Mostly. Mm-hmm. Someday we're going to record on a ferry boat. We are going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's an idea we have, but by and large, we're here at the house. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about our homes and I was like naming all the different things I liked about my home and I was really only thinking about the aesthetic of my home and the vibes of my home could care less about, I don't know any of the, any like logistics of my home to be Where's honest. Where's your fire ladder? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> and McKaylee was describing why she picked her apartment. Oh yes. yes. Let her do this. Yeah, Cause I she was saying, Michaeli yeah, too. Yes. <laughs> um, Oh, this is good. So about a year ago I was looking for a new place to live in Seattle, if anybody cares. Seattle, Washington. <laughs> Seattle, Seattle Washington. Yeah. Um, and I had toured two different places. They are both pretty much the same price-wise, size-wise. Um, but I ultimately picked the one that I live at now because it has <laughs> a very fast on-ramp to I-5. And I'm right in between I-5 and... Highway 99. So I have two very fast exits out of Seattle if something bad happened downtown. Never would have thought of that. I also live right across the street from a police station, which I love. That is the ultimate sixth thing. I live across the street from a police station. I know. With two access routes out of the city. With secret, like, insider on ramps. Jeez. (laughs) Jeez, secret insider on ramps. Michaeli, never would I have thought of that. Yeah, never, never. Mm-mm. Even the oh. concept of it seems foreign to me. Like it's a brand new thought. And it's even as Usually you mentioned the view, it, I don't. The neighborhood? I still wouldn't make my decision because of it. You mentioned no. that and I'm like. Good no, to know. Good to know. But Some like, information. I'm. I'm the, when I pick my That's home, I'm not thinking of, my list. of the, yeah, yeah. the freeway. Yep. <laughs> priorities. Yeah, yeah, priorities. Six priorities. This is kind of <laughs> related, not really. But in college, <laughs> um, 
my best friend and I were roommates and we created, well, it was mostly me. She's a two, so she went along with it. Great. It was, <laughs> we made a emergency evacuation plan and we had code no. words and rendezvous points no, and places no, we would pick no, up no, gear no. and oh like stops gosh. that we would make. And our end goal was to get to the wilderness in Canada because we both know how to this navigate that area. <laughs> so this is just like if the apocalypse happens... Uh, yes. Anything? Anything. Ooh, anything. Wow. And a two was willing to go along with it. Oh, yeah. With, with you. She I, was on board. I I don't think I mean, the other people would have been wanting to go along with that. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I could see, I could see us <laughs> we, in the room actually prepared. going along with that. You know, yeah, I don't want to roast other types again tonight. <laughs> I've been roasting tonight. Currently, wow. if I was left with just my car, I could live for two and a half weeks. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Not me. You know, I have no supplies, zero supplies. And the fact that you know Negative that. supplies. <laughs> I have enough water and food. Ah, and see, we all yeah. need a six in our life. Several sixes. Oh, okay. my goodness. Well, this, this is what I think we need to do. I think we need to have a McKaylee part two. Not not for the night. Like, yeah. Just take a break and yeah, then come yeah, back yeah, for I more McKaylee. That. that sounds good. Not like, oh, right, we're done. <laughs> uh, maybe in a few months we'll do McKaylee. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to keep our conversation with Kaylee going after the break. Get excited. I think we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, counterphobic and phobic mm-hmm. and, and then, we'll, then we'll do our listener. Yeah. Let's talk about Clap, clap. <laughs> uh, we're going to continue our conversation with our friend McKaylee. And one uh, concept we're going to introduce really quick is this idea of the six number perhaps being the only number, perhaps not. We have some new information that has happened during the break. <laughs> and I have a lot of pondering to do. Perhaps sixes, up until now, my understanding, let me phrase it that way, has been sixes are divided into two types, which we'd call phobic and counterphobic. Mm-hmm. My understanding, and then jump in here, everybody, <laughs> is that a phobic is a little bit more reserved, a little bit more traditionally fearful, probably still is a little bit more it's like self-preservation type. Counterphobic, and this is really interesting about just the way we present and the way we behave, mm-hmm. is that a counterphobic six to me would oftentimes feel like an eight and that they'd be very aggressive and confident. Mm-hmm. And what people would say is that at their core, they're a six, but they're overcompensating through fear mm-hmm. or because of their fear. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what needs to be said in response to that? <laughs> well, I've heard, I've heard it described in terms of like phobic is fear. You're afraid of lots of things. And so kind of like the fight flight or freeze mode, it's kind of freeze and flight and plan is kind <laughs> of the phobic sense. Freeze flight right. and plan. Wow. And, uh, counterphobic is 
the almost the fight. So it's like hmm. the they push against the fear. So the fear is a driver, and yet it's it doesn't drive you. The way you respond to that drive is different, mm-hmm. and that you push against it and kind of go against the fear. So it's like, oh, I'm afraid of this. I'll do it instead and prove that I can do it and like charge against it almost. That's what I've I've read, but I think it it's less of a person being like, oh, I'm a counterphobic six or a phobic six, and more of like you respond sometimes in phobic ways or counterphobic ways. Uh. So all sixes have both and some are maybe more dominant. Okay, so that's what a little bit of what we were talking about over the break is this yeah. idea. This is a new idea to me that Macy brought tonight. Uh, this is Macy's taking responsibility for this thought. (laughs) (laughs) Am I about to say this right now? No, you've already said it. Oh, what I just said. Essentially saying the idea that sixes are divided sort of statically into these two different categories. There's a phobic counterphobic. It's you're saying it's a lot more fluid than I think it's more fluid. Yeah. And I just, it's very strange to me that the six is like two types of numbers as people sometimes say it. Um, it's just a very interesting thing. Okay. Well, now, maybe I have an anecdote. Here we go oh, from the actual six. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, <laughs> so if it is two separate things, I would identify as phobic. Yeah. Very phobic. Um, however, there was a recent incident at the church that you work at. <laughs> um, where a family came up to me right before a service was starting And the mom said, can you help me? I'm very afraid. My kids are afraid. Mm. And um, immediately I jumped into action and I scanned the situation. And it was a a lady who had come in um, and she was saying very threatening things. And she had a, um, she had knives. Oh, whoa. Like... (laughs) On lanyards around her neck. Oh, and wow. she. Um, I don't want to laugh about it because it sounds scary, but that is also strange. It was it's very interesting. Strange. It was yeah. very strange. <laughs> Never um, heard that sentence before. I knives. Around don't think she lanyards. was all there. She might have been on something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not sure. Yeah. Um, that happens. It we're, happens. We're in the middle of the city here, folks. Yep. And so immediately I jumped into action. I had. Uh, I knew exactly what to do. I mm. stayed with her. I kept mm. her away from everybody. She actually pulled the knife out on me. Oh, I, wow. nope. I I'm running away. Got the police officer. Or I, I stayed with her and kept her away from people, but I had somebody get a police officer for. Pulled the knife out for me. Wow. She dumped a cup of water on me, but mm. I. Oh, was just totally casual information. Counterphobic <laughs> in that like scandalous situation. Um, That's. Wild. That's a good anecdote worth unpacking because I, I don't really quite know what's happening there. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Rising to the occasion. No, like I'm just saying like, you know, I mean, it's I think you're making a case for Macy's point. You can toggle back and forth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. That you didn't is run so and hide. interesting. Were you like assertive? I was assertive. Um, I can see it too. I can, I was, yeah, I can believe it. I can picture it with... Yeah. Um, keeping other people safe. Mm-hmm. Like Daniel and I were talking about it afterwards and I was totally comfortable with her like lunging at me with the knife or oh. coming at me if that happened because I had already assessed and she couldn't do any damage <laughs> where Daniel wow. would have 
correct me if I'm wrong, he would have tried his best to get away from the knife. But I knew if I took it... Most of us would, I feel like. If I took it, nobody else would have to. That's such a... That does seem like a true six thing. Maybe maybe twos and sixes would be the most sacrificial. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think potentially... One's for a different reason. One's twos and sixes. Well, one's twos and sixes are a part of the same Hornivian group, I think. Wow. Macy with the information. I think so. I don't even know what that means. uh, I don't... Wow, Hornivian. Should I look it up just to clarify? I don't know. I don't know if it's necessary. One thing I would want to say about this is uh, knowing McKaylee. Oh, you want to say it? No. Hornivian? No, I'm not sure I'm right. (laughs) Well, you, you should have just stuck with it because you sounded super smart when you said that. <laughs> we were all really impressed. We could just make up words and sound super smart. That sounds like the Hornivian triad to me. Well, mm. I'm not sure I'm wrong or not. I'm going to make sure I'm right. We're going to correct it on Not Instagram. right now. I'll if you're listening to the later. podcast, you know, follow us on Instagram. Follow us because we're going to correct the Hornivian. We're going to clarify this. Oh yeah, you just go <laughs> Meanwhile, ahead. Macy's... <laughs> Frantically flipping through the wisdom of the Enneagram. No, but this is the thing about uh, Michaeli in terms of phobic counterphobic. And we're all here and friends and uh, knowledgeable about Michaeli. Now an eight, an eight on the Enneagram. Someday we'll do an eight on this episode or this podcast. Uh, They're very alarming people to me. And I think, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe other types yes. aren't as thrown off, but like the the raw confidence, the casual confidence, mm-hmm. it does it comes so natural. It's not hard won. It's not through any sort of counseling. They, they're <laughs> confident in their bodies. They they are comfortable sitting <laughs> casually. I'm always just a little uncomfortable wherever I'm sitting. Am I sitting right? Who am I sitting? Who's looking at me? Uh, what I'm saying and what I'm saying, right? Eights just, they're comfortable, you know? Yeah. Uh, so now they have, they also have confidence. This mm-hmm. is what I'm saying about counterphobic sixes and McKaylee sometimes. Hmm. McKaylee will put off some extreme, sometimes the most extreme, aggressive, confident vibes. That's true. Uh, mm-hmm. Now I'll just say the difference between, you know, we'll just, we'll just compare this to our friend Rebecca, who is also an intern. So many interns here, everybody. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Now, when Rebecca's being aggressive, it seems like something she does, it's like swimming in water. This is what she does. She is aggressive. She's confident. It's not anything new to her. Yeah. When I feel like McKaylee is doing it, you can tell it's like I'm she's jumping out of an airplane. I don't do this naturally, oh, but gosh. I know it's necessary. <laughs> I'm confident. I am doing this. Here we go. You know, and it's like, okay. And we're experiencing it and it's good, but it's like, it's obviously not natural. You know what I mean? Not natural. Does that, does that, do you relate to that or? Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's like this, gosh, this like body rush and I get hot and I just have to get it all out. Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you really do it. Hmm. Some, some, some people wouldn't do it. You, you, you step up when it's important, I think. Well, and I think one thing I was listening to today is sixes have a hard time trusting their own voice. So when you do that, it's like, oh yeah, I'm stepping out by saying my voice matters and having yeah. to say this. So it takes a lot to trust your voice enough to say something. Mm-hmm. Then I'm exhausted. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> got it all out. <laughs> then you have to go home to your nice, safe apartment <laughs> with lots of exit strategies. <laughs> oh. Okay, oh, so one goodness. of the things I thought that would be fun to hear from McKaylee is just this idea of it, it is said that projection is the defense mechanism of a six. Do you relate to that in any way? And if so, how? McKaylee. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I wrote in my notes. Eek, I <laughs> this do is the this. first guest we've had <laughs> with notes, this. first of all. Yeah. Our, our one didn't have notes. Two didn't have notes. Man, I got three whole typed yeah. pages. Yeah. He, she the, she the beat only Matthew, guest to the really one. really ask for questions ahead of time. <laughs> okay. Um, projection. Did you guys want to describe it at all? Well, Should I give <sighs> just oh, examples? Macy I just a wants examples. to describe, I think. Uh, like I a have... one sentence description, maybe? <laughs> There's such a good paragraph from. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Do it. Okay, great. Okay. This is okay. Now, if for, for people that listen to this podcast, typically we read from the wisdom. Here comes a nice reading from this other book called. Okay, I'm getting <laughs> geeked out. Uh, the complete enneagram. The complete enneagram. Twenty-seven paths to peace. Twenty-seven paths. We did an episode on defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. and so that kind of really opened us up to defense mechanisms. And I'm only going to read one paragraph talking about projection, but it should be noted that splitting is also considered a sixth defense mechanism, Ooh. which is what Scott talked about. Um, which is very fascinating mechanism. and complicated. So I'm going to read just this one wow. bit. Justice fours use the defense mechanism of interjection to manage an outside threat by experiencing it as being inside themselves so they can better control it. Sixes deal with uncomfortable feelings like fear and self-doubt by experiencing them as being caused by someone else. By attributing the motives, feelings, or thoughts they do not want to acknowledge in themselves to another person, they expel them from their internal experience and feel safer on the inside. If someone else is causing them to experience a bad feeling, they can move away from them or be nice to them. For sixes, managing a bad feeling that comes from the inside can be harder or more threatening to address. Thus, projection allows type six individuals to escape the blame and threat related to their feelings and thoughts by placing those feelings outside of themselves, thereby allowing the six to believe that uncomfortable feelings are caused by other people. Yikes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yep. What's what do you say, Michaela? <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry, I had to read that. <laughs> uh, that was kind of wordy, and it was really hard for me at yeah. first to understand what projection was. So yeah. I have kind of a basic example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is something that <laughs> happens all the time. <laughs> so I will ask the question. Daniel, mm. are you hungry? Should we get you some food? Instead oh, of saying, goodness. I'm hungry, I need to eat something. Ooh. Do you want anything? Wow. Ooh. That is such a prime example. That's yeah. a prime example. I do this all And the that's time. just an outward manifestation of what's going on internally for you. Yes. Dan- like- Does Daniel need some food? Oh, yeah. Oh, you just I need to Daniel. go get dinner because Daniel needs food. Right, right. What about you? What about your internal feeling? Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if I'm hungry. Are you you hungry? Wow, that is so fascinating. Yeah. I wonder if it gives you a sense, too, of, like, not necessarily needing to take responsibility for an action. Like, it's like, we're going to get dinner. Michaela, why are you doing that? Oh, I'm doing it for Daniel. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you want to get food? Are you leaving because you want food? (laughs) That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
We're so complicated, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I think that's so interesting of like putting the fear outside to something outside of yourself because then you can manage it. I yeah. think that's such a fascinating brain thing yeah. that's happening. So I'll say, do we, in a second, we're going to come to our final segment, which is going to be reading some listener comments. Mm-hmm. As we lead up to that, do we, do we want to say anything more about sixes? Like, like just the final get it out, release, talk. What else is there about sixes? What else What else should be said? I mean, there, we there's We haven't even touched on authority Oh yeah, in their relationship with authority and security, a complicated relationship. A complicated relationship. Yeah. Um, but I don't even know if we have. We can't deep dive. We can't talk about that. Uh, Are they super loyal to authority, or they want to overthrow it? It's it's either or. You feel that? Inconsistent. Yeah, Yeah, and I (laughs) see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this constant ping pong ball, Hmm. back and forth. Yeah. Now I don't have any like a f- a formal authority over McKaylee, mm-hmm. but I am I am older. You know, we've established that on this podcast. I'm like <laughs> significantly older than everybody in this room. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just think of your, that. I just think of our. Oh, I wish I had my computer so I show Mark a little ad. Uh, Macy's like I co-host this podcast oh, with yes. a guy who's a dad. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, don't have like any formal authority over McKaylee, but, uh, older and, uh, it is this co- sort of daily back and forth of like, um, compliance and then w- a lot, for lack of a better word, rebellion, hmm. outright rebellion <laughs> or outright, uh, antagonism <laughs> yeah, towards interesting. something I'm planning or saying. And then, and then, and then the, in the very next moment, blind, subservience following following rebellion following rebellion it's like there it's like it's just so interesting you know to watch a play i mean for my for my taste it's very interesting like i i prefer it i prefer <laughs> i prefer the i agree it keeps me on my toes you know it's not bland you yeah know? it's well. true I thought I had a thought and then it went away. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're we're heading to the home stretch, everybody. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to start. We're going to read some six thoughts from our Instagram with our with our six guest, mm-hmm. and then Michaeli has her own sweet, kind, encouraging reflection to read in conclusion. A benediction of sorts for, the for our sixes. Yeah. So stick around. That's coming up next. <laughs> y'all hope you're enjoying this episode on enneagram sixes and hope you're enjoying getting to know mckaylee our amazing six friend if you are enjoying no small thing don't forget to subscribe to us and rate and rate and review us on itunes also don't forget that no small thing is on instagram you can follow us at no small thing and lastly if you are enjoying this episode and you know an enneagram six or know someone who likes the enneagram don't forget to share this episode with them. You can text it to them, talk about it in person, or one way that you can share this episode is by screenshotting that what you're listening to and posting it on your Insta story. Uh, get the word out there about the Enneagram success. Okay, that's all I got for you. 
back to the interview. All right, everybody, final segment here. We had we've done some posts, and I want to give a shout out to Macy. Wow. Because she managed the six posts this week. We have you know what? I mean, I'm a pretty active poster in our Instagram, mm-hmm. but Macy did six quality posts in a row. Well, post I, of her editing, post of Aging Wisdom, and then four, six posts in a row. I think like the 10 previous posts, though, were you. Well, it doesn't, uh, that's the beauty of our <laughs> teamness. No, nobody's keeping track. Yeah. So. I'm just giving credit. Um, so okay. Macy posted this first one, which is like a little uh, cloud graphic of sixes. I think it's technically called, oh, I forget. There's a name for it. Oh, a uh, visual Enneagram. It's, it's from a the very Enya helpful app. visual. Now, the, I didn't know about this. I'm pretty sure the person that introduced me to this is McKaylee. Hmm. I think it was when she was she was thinking about uh, Daniel and sent me like a nine visual Enya yeah. thing, and uh, didn't didn't know about these before. And uh, so I um, I have a friend Jamie that responded to this one, my good friend Jamie, and he is a off and on listener of the podcast. Very much liked our 21 Pilots episode. Big fan. Yeah. D-O-B. And I was telling Macy, uh, there was a big wedding over the summer that I wasn't able to go to of one of our closest friends, my my closest friends from college. And um, so all of my closest friends were there. I'm the only one that wasn't there. And it was just because I had this epic trip planned that I just could not get out of. Yeah. And uh, And Jamie, my friend, who's commenting here, texted me a picture of him dressing a little bit like Tyler Joseph and was very proud. And because he had listened to our podcast and really wanted me to show Macy his an outfit. Icon- iconic look. <laughs> yeah. An iconic look, white, white socks, socks? And, yeah. and black pants and black shoes. So Jamie, uh, is a six last year for our, um, okay. Another quick side note. <laughs> I've been, I've, I've had this Bible study of guys since freshman year of college. We've gone away for our 17th retreat last year. Last year we did Enneagram. In our group, we have a two, a three, two fives, two sixes, and two sevens. Hmm. So we all talked about that last year. And Jamie is a six. So he says, in reference to one of the images here, let me jump off the hamster wheel with some thoughts. I like being the troubleshooter that fixes things and the feeling of being needed that comes with it, but struggle with the feeling that if I'm not needed to fix something, I'm not loved. Hmm. That sounds a little two-ish, but it can also sound six-ish. Yeah, I think that's cool. a little two-ish, yeah. Yeah. What do, you, what do you think about that? Troubleshooter. Troubleshooter. Mm-hmm. Definitely. At work. Mm-hmm. Major. I can, yeah. <laughs> and just to clarify that, and I'd love for you to say something about this, you're not necessarily like... You initiate the troubleshooting. Yes. You know? Yeah. Because you see point. the things that we don't. Yeah. So... You're the first person, at least for me, that will come in and say, did you think about this? Did you think about this? I'm like, no, didn't think about that. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now I will think yeah. about it. <laughs> and again, for I think for different reasons, you know, a two is again for some, in some way trying to establish a connection. A six is really truly trying to 
make sure things go well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and a six's mind is detail-oriented. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that they, they trouble through because they're thinking of all the details, thinking through each bit. Um, For the record, I just do want to say, Katie is one of my favorite living human beings. <laughs> I, 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 Katie. Yeah. You tried I, to banter about the twos in your... I have no problem with Katie. To, that when I read about twos, <laughs> when I read about the concept of twos, you know what I mean? Whatever I'm reading doesn't sound very nice to me, but when I when I experience Katie, it's great. <laughs> Sorry, Katie. <laughs> oh, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We are all complicated. Okay. All right. Well, that that's that's the one big comment from that little mm-hmm. post. Yeah, and so then the I mean other- Daniel commented Michaela. and just said, Michaela, this sounds like you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um Okay, so the next one, I think yeah, I specifically asked about fear and anxiety and for them to people to explain how that's a, a role in their comments. lives. Um, so I guess we'll just read some of most of these in one more side note. All these? I in, again, this is if everyone wants to go back and look at this on our Instagram, mm-hmm. this is where I get a little confused. Are these people that are commenting going to listen to our podcast <laughs> or are we doing <laughs> Does my question? Are we doing something through Instagram? Are we, having some sort of interesting engagement with folks from Instagram that isn't necessarily crossing over to our podcast. I have no idea. Yeah. I'm not quite sure either. So if you do listen, let us know. Another girl woman that listens to our podcast is, uh, I don't know how to quite say it, but I, I just, I just know these people pop up frequently is, is Padden lemons, (laughs) Padden lemons. I've interacted with her a few times and she seems to be someone that actually listens to podcasts and also engages on Instagram, but we don't know. Okay. Okay. So the first comment was from Jamie Ray blogs. She must blog. Uh, I'm a six and fear plays a big role in my life. In healthy moments, it pushes me to achieve. And in unhealthy moments, it holds me back from trying. Ooh. Gosh. And then someone, Amber L. Busby commented, I'm a six and I couldn't have said it better myself. Hmm. Holds me back from trying. Yep. Frozen with fear. Frozen Mm. with fear. Yeah. (laughs) It's that tension. Mm Mm-hmm. Or pushes you to achieve. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. Does a, a six goes to... to three, to, which is a little interesting. It is very interesting to me. That that makes total sense to me when I think of McKaylee. Oh, oh yeah. That makes... Yeah. The comment doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> I like that you put your microphone down. <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I looked it up because... because the comment was clumsily worded. I looked it up because I was... <laughs> this is the microphone. My mic's not. About how interesting I thought it was because it's like the opposite of their movement. That's what, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, what's it? Yeah, I get it. Okay. Okay. Okay, should should we just go back and forth? Sure. Yes, please. Okay. Um, What what do we answer about? Just say yes. (laughs) Just yes to that. Yes to that. Uh, yeah, well, in terms of going to three in health Mm -hmm. or is it unhealth? Unhealth. Unhealth. Uh Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh. 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 Yes. And what do we do in health for a six? Nine. Nine. Yes. Relax. Oh, I see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see it. And conscious construction (laughs) has different words for this that I think are helpful. Yeah. Vantage and refuge. Vantage and refuge. That sounds really nice. Yeah. And refuge is the three for you. Advantage is the nine. Refuge meaning 
Sometimes it's, it seems like a, a sweeter, more graceful way of looking at it. Not like, oh, you're unhealthy and you're stressed. It's like sometimes you need to take refuge in becoming hmm. the chameleon-like three that needs to make things happen. Yes. You know, and yep. sometimes in your more peaceful moments, at vantage point, you know, broad open spaces, you can become a nine. I'm going to read two yeah. sentences from Conscious Enneagram. <laughs> Two sentences <laughs> from Conscious Anger. <laughs> we love to read. Yeah. The vantage point for type six is nine. This energy is often very welcomed by six, and when moved into consciously, it becomes a place where the ever-vigilant six can finally relax. They can experience a deep sense of peace and can focus themselves enough to take life one step at a time. Wow. Yeah. I am Kaylee's dating a nine. So it's, it's interesting to think that like my daughter, mm-hmm. who's an eight, I'm supposed to learn from, and I do learn from, I'm also trying to parent her, which is hard. It's hard parenting an eight. But when we're close to these numbers, they can show us some things. It's true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jenny Kruger Photography uh, wrote something very heavy, but I still want to read it to honor the sixes and to honor Jenny's post. She said, I'm a textbook six, and I think my fear of bad things happening and stuff going wrong was greatly exaggerated when I lost my dad in a car accident three years ago. It was something I actually feared. And then it happened. So it's been a very tough ride since. Mm. Now I have a lot more fear and anxiety about anything that can hurt my kids, something happening to me or my husband or my mom. Mm. So Jenny, thank you for sharing something so vulnerable. And that does seem in some ways like a six's worst case scenario. Like Mm. we're trying to not imagine and believe Mm -hmm. our minds that are predicting worst case scenarios. But then what if the worst case scenario actually does happen? Mm. And it seems to have happened here. So that's, I can't imagine how it would just exacerbate the mm-hmm. problem yeah. with a six, you know. Yeah. Hopefully the Enneagram has been a nice yeah. way of healing. Okay, are you want to read Alexandra Hope? Sure, it's... That is a m- meaty big one here. <laughs> <laughs> she has a lot of content. It is a meaty one. Okay. Should I read it all? I think so. Okay, let's do it. (laughs) Let's just dive in. When anyone who isn't a six thinks of fear, they think of feeling scared. As a six, I rarely feel fierce. Mm. As a six, I rarely feel scared. I feel emotions like apprehension, worry, and think worst case scenarios just as a part of how I function. Fear is just a baseline function for a six. We aren't scaredy cats who avoid and don't do anything because of fear. Really, we're hyper vigilant and try to manage 10,000 things at once to keep everything holding steady around us. Wow. Mm -hmm. As a six with an extremely abusive childhood, my world has been very complex, and it's taken until the past six years to come to terms with not surviving as a baseline for existing. As I've grown, I've come to terms with my gift of authenticity and compassion. Also, I've come to terms with a very deep patterns of control and a fear of being forgotten and alone. Truly, my healing has come from a very unique and intimate experiences with Jesus as my healer. I think sixes is deeply misunderstood as very common type of people, but I honestly think that anyone who struggles with fear or abandonment issues can get grouped into being a six, which isn't fair. Hmm. We should all remember that there are wounds that deeply shape us as people that can affect us all in very similar ways. Fear can only be combated when you are willing to go the depths of healing. It means doing things unknown and without promise for a six, which is extremely hard, but it is the best choice you will ever make for yourself. My fellow sixes. Hmm. And then check out some of my IG posts about my story and how I've healed and changed. And their story does have wow. all these all this advice for sixes and stuff. So, cool. That is really cool. Wow. Thanks and for sharing. Michaela, what do you think about this idea of like clarifying 
this idea of being scared versus vigilance. Like she, she, she really says at the beginning, like, uh, like you can almost get like labeled as like scared, fearful people rather than, does that feel right? I would say I'm scared. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe others don't experience it as that. I hid in a basement for New Year's Eve because I hate fireworks. Oh, I'm scared. Yes. I left your house. (laughs) Wow. I hid in a basement. (laughs) (laughs) Some sixers are just going to own some fear. Some are going to want to tweak that language a little bit. Yeah. But I understand that. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, man. And maybe that's just me. I'm. I'm not all sixes. And I wonder if that's maybe some counterphobic tendencies. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. To like almost resist the fear. She says apprehension, worry, yep, yep. vigilance. Yep. I mean, these are all Managing 10,000 things at once. Ooh, yes. yeah, Michaela really. To keep everything holding steady. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, at work when Nancy, our boss, was talking about what's your big rock for the week. Ooh, yeah. My... My response was, I don't have a big rock. I have pebbles that are rolling away. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I remember pebbles. that. I remember that. It was such a poignant image. Hmm. They're all rolling and you're chasing after all of them. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Wow. <laughs> 10,000 things at once. That's so hard. <laughs> all right. Do we have another one here? Yeah, we do. I think this okay. is our last one. Uh, Jody Levens. Okay. Here, get ready, McKaylee. <laughs> Jody Levens. <laughs> I have a motto. Do it afraid. What a motto. You know, it's a good motto. 100% unique. I've never heard that. Good job. I have a motto to it afraid. What? Uh, I thought everyone had fears like I do. I t- nope. Nope. <laughs> I, I thought everyone had fears like I do. I tend to over plan or not plan at all. Always afraid I'm going through life like Mr. Magoo and missing the signs of danger or being paralyzed in fear of all the signs that could possibly or all the things that could possibly happen. So I say... Do it afraid. Wow. That sounds profound. I agree. Meaning like, don't get stuck. You're afraid. Do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That seems like it could be a five advice too. I really re- resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Do it Good afraid. Words. Do it afraid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the podcast is part of that. Like, I think I was just so overthinking everything and it's like, just do it, do it, do it, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're probably never not going to be totally unafraid. And you, you just need <laughs> yeah, to do, do it. it. <laughs> yeah. A good six motto. Good Thanks six to motto. all the folks. Mr. Magoo is like this old, you know, here comes a, here comes a 39 year old in, in, bit of information. <laughs> and this is the thing is like, it's not even my generation, but it's like an old cartoon. He's, it's a comedy cartoon of like this old guy who couldn't see very well. So the joke was that like, he was very confident but always walking on things that were treacherous and just kind of blindly like, Oh, here oh, I go. And it always worked out for him. And so the, the gag was always his, him walking around town hmm. past things that are hurting him and he's blind to it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Well, there it is. Mr. Magoo, everybody didn't know you're going to get a Mr. Magoo. The <laughs> lecture didn't tonight. <laughs> <I> didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then we posted some famous people. Didn't really get very many comments. No, no, I don't think we have any more comments left. And then we posted some memes. Some good old memes. These are people who in pop culture we think are two or sixes, should we briefly say? Oh man, yeah. George Costanza, Edward Cullen, which I have I really think Edward Cullen is a six. Could be. Um He's mysterious. Kind of. He's mysterious. very security driven, in my opinion. All right, well, I'm a big know. Twilight fan. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> we got Piglet as a six. Piglet as a six. <laughs> um Walter White. Yes. Counterphobic, you to think? 
Yes. Uh, Walter White. Holy cow. Marlon from Finding Nemo, I think it's a really good example of a mm-hmm, six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Very protective dad. Neville. Neville. Neville the brave <laughs> six. Now, the next one is uh, Lapis Lazuli from Steven Universe, who, who is, is literally McKaylee. <laughs> so if it, we're sitting here with McKaylee, if you want to know what McKaylee is like. I'm not blue. You're not blue. <laughs> uh, but aside from that, <laughs> I mean, literally kind of looks like Lapis. Yeah, it's true. Lapis is a great character in Steven Universe. And if you didn't know, we're big fans of Steven Universe. Big, so. big, big, big fans. And big fans of Lapis. Big fans of Lapis. Yeah. Okay, the other one we put is Benjamin Linus from yeah, Lost. Yeah, and I've been deep diving Lost lately. And Frodo Baggins. Frodo and Baggins. Chucky. Chucky, Chucky is such <laughs> a good six. Yeah. Chucky is <laughs> a six. Yeah. <laughs> That's a scary doll. <laughs> no. <laughs> not the no. scary doll no okay, okay so we are winding down follow us on instagram we're winding down <laughs> <laughs> we're winding down that's the episode follow us on instagram bye <laughs> um this has just been one giant promo to follow <laughs> us on instagram <laughs> okay so uh okay let, let me just say something everybody <sighs> macy started with some interesting um blurry <laughs> Uh, n- like broad mystic thoughts about the Enneagram not actually being the Enneagram. We don't really know what it is. It's a symbol. Do we think about it? Trying to trying to approach life through not the Enneagram, even though it's an Enneagram episode. <laughs> what are we talking about here? Well, I think what we can say, whether it's the Enneagram or not, we are really trying to view each other in all our unique complexities. Yes. We're trying to make space for each other. We're trying to appreciate each other. We're trying to understand. That's one of the things I get a little sad about sometimes Mm -hmm. about the Enneagram Mm -hmm. in the way we're using it currently as a podcast and in our lives. Okay. Mm -hmm. Is sometimes it seems like I can't just tell someone that I am a fearful person Mm -hmm. or that I'm slightly skittish Mm -hmm. or that I am prone to depression or that I am scared of being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. People can't just accept that. I wish I could just say as a five, I'm really nervous about being overwhelmed. Think about it all the time. Yeah. Uh, And have people like, Oh great. Thank you for telling me. But so for some reason we have to say, Oh, it's because I'm a five or it's because I'm an introvert or it's Mm -hmm. because here's my strength finders. And then all of a sudden that validates it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wish we could just tell people how we are and have people, Respect it. Yeah. Yeah. But then you get, it helps us give language to mm-hmm. it at least. And validation of sorts. Yeah. So that's the goal. That's what yeah, we're trying to do. That's what we're trying to do with our friend McKaylee. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So McKaylee has, do you have any f- closing thoughts, Macy? Um, I don't know. I just, I did start very, uh, mystical. <laughs> Yeah, I hope, I guess our, my closing thoughts would just be that we hope that six is out there. This was honoring to you and that it felt yeah. like you were able to be validated. But we also, I just want to recognize that we're just like babies in terms of the Enneagram and like, uh, there's so much more to each of us. And the Enneagram is just a bit of who we are. Yeah. But I think the practice of the Enneagram helps us to do the work of learning who we are and discovering mm-hmm. who we are and giving ourselves permission to be who we are. So I guess it's just an uh, encouragement to keep doing that. Keep doing the work, keep figuring out who you are and trusting that who you are is pretty sweet already. Those are my final thoughts. 
And then And you're true though, but we do we do see those sixes out there. We know they're anxious. We know. And we're going to do our best to see it and encourage people to be sensitive mm-hmm. and um, kind mm-hmm. and make space. Make space for sixes. Answer sixes' questions. Like honor their questions because their questions matter and they, they offer something to us. Mm-hmm. All um, right. McKaylee has a final uh, thought for the sixes. Here tonight. comes a thought. thought. <laughs> here, here comes a thought. thought. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Sixes, this is for you out there. Type sixes, you have been given the ability to plan so well to avoid problems and worst case scenarios. You're also inclined to overthink all of life by constantly scanning for the possible dangers and your inner committee constantly chimes in from all perspectives. This leads to feelings of apprehension, anxiety, self-doubt, and exhaustion. Know that you are loved and remember to breathe. We are invited to trust and experience serenity. Try it. Most of the scenarios in, their head, on, in your head are scary. But they're also just made by you. Put the vigilance aside and remember to have fun once in a while. You don't always have to survive. You can live too. We will see you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs>